God has unleashed us to be lavish uh, to one another and, and to the world. And that song, Your Love is Extravagant, just really kind of brought that home for me. And we, we found that a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, we got we to gotta sing that. Because everything about that song is exactly what, what Christ has done for us and how, because of what he's done for us, we have that ability to go out and live an unleashed, uh, extravagant, lavish lifestyle and impact our community for him. Uh, so I just, that song, you can find it on YouTube. It's by Casting Crowns. If you want to go home and listen to that again, it's just an amazing uh, song. I just love it. It's a great song. So as we continue in this series, we're going to talk about lavishness. And you're probably wondering exactly what unleashed lavishness looks like. It's, it's not something you typically put those two together, unleashed crazy dog or unleashed anything, but you typically don't put lavished or lavishness with unleashed. It just, it's almost like an oxymoron that I kind of made up. And so <laughs> unleashed lavishness is exactly what I hope to show you today. Um, because God has unleashed the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit in us, we have the ability to live and give lavishly. And so I want to start out about just kind of some definition with lavishness. And I, can't, I stumbled across a blog. It's by an author, a gentleman named Daryl Cresswell. And, and he answers this question as he writes about a cheerful giver and, and how he experienced a, a woman being a cheerful giver and, and the lavishness that came with it. And so, uh, but I'm also going to be talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 7 today. So you can get there. And we're also going to loop back around into the book of Acts. So that's kind of where we're headed. And I just want to open up for the word of prayer. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you that we can, we can come here and we can just, just open ourselves up to who you are. And I pray, Lord, as, as we worship uh, through your word right now, that, that you'll just open our hearts and our minds to understand uh, just how you've unleashed us to, to live lavishly here today. Uh, and Lord, I just pray that, that as we, we learn about this and as we study it, that, that we can go out into our community and we can live it and we can impact others. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. I want to start out right away with 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Starting with verse 6, it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And so I started looking for some modern day examples of cheerful giving and, and of lavishness and things like that. And, I, and that's why I came across Daryl Cresswell's blog. And I like it that at the top of his blog, he says, I'm just a servant with a laptop sharing stories of grace, love, hope, and comfort. And here's what he writes. And he starts out focusing on the verse I just read. He says, I'm going to basically explain the meaning of the verse and then tell you an incident in which I was a witness of a true cheerful giver of lavishness. And it changed my attitude and my heart about giving. The Lord gave me the privilege of witnessing this amazing act of giving, which will forever be an example of cheerfully giving to the Lord. First, he wants to explain a few things, and it goes like this. Giving is a spiritual matter. It, it's a spiritual matter that, matter that is settled between the person and God in one's own heart. You make that decision before you ever come here on a Sunday. Uh, each, each is a key word in that phrase. And Paul says, each should give what they've decided in their heart to give. Each has an emphasis there on how much. It's a question you have to answer for yourself as you're led by the Spirit in how you're going to give. 
But then second, the giving requires resolve. The text reads that what he has decided. And that word in Greek is a verb, and it's found only here in the New Testament. And it means to make up one's own mind about something. So, so we really should listen uh, to our hearts as the Lord speaks to us about giving. Because it's not a matter that we should take lightly. And, and what we give... It should be a private decision between us and our spouses, decision we should make as a family, and it should be decided in our hearts. And I'm going to camp out on this next word for a little bit, the word cheerful. And, and, and we're going to use cheerful, and we're going to use lavish, kind of interchanging today. And, and I hope that, that you'll, you'll appreciate this as we get to the end. But I, I came up with every definition I could find for the word cheerful. Um, here we go. Cheerful means brighten, enliven, exhilarate, gaiety, gleefully, jollity, lighten up, merriment, perk up, refresh, brightness, conviviality, fun, good humor, good spirits, high spirits, lightheartedness, playfulness, encouraging, glad, happy, hearty, in good spirits, in high spirits, jolly, jovial, joyful, joyous, lighthearted, merry, pleasant, sparkling, spirited, sprightly, ungrudging, upbeat, and wholehearted. Surely, thank you. Sold to the. No, surely one of those will, will fit every personality in this room. I hope it does. And, and then, he, then we land on the giver. The giver is the person that makes a gift of, of property or of value, someone who devotes themselves completely to a gift. Now, I got to take a moment and just explain to you I love gifts. I like to give gifts, I like to receive gifts, I love tearing open paper. And, and I'll be honest with you. When I get a gift card, I feel cheated. <laughs> I don't care if it's for $100 to wherever. I just feel cheated, okay? Because, because I want to know, you know, because when I buy a gift, I go out and I find that, that one gift. I'm like, I'm not real particular about a lot of things. But when it comes to a gift, it's a part of me and, and it resembles something that we've been through, okay? And I've given some really strange gifts because of that. I've, I've gifted a stuffed squirrel to somebody before. Um, it came back to me. Uh, <laughs> there was a point, you know. Uh, I've given things like coffee and hot sauces and motorcycle parts and just all, but they were things that they weren't just here it was. They were things I had to look for and, and things I had to get. Now, Mitzi would rather have a gift card. Because uh, she doesn't have to clean up all the wrapping paper, you know, <laughs> and and she'll probably pick out a better outfit for herself than I will. All right, so, but it, for her, it's the thought that counts. And for me, I just I like to give and get gifts. And and whether it's a small gift or or a big gift, when it's given in the right way, that's a that's a lavish thing. It, it's a it's a cheerfully given. It's a lavish gift. And so a. A giver is the person who, who makes a gift of property or someone who devotes themselves completely to a gift. If you just come in and go, eh, happy birthday, and you walk away, I know you really didn't put a lot of thought into it, you know. Uh, guys kind of like Christmas time with the, the extended family, and Uncle Bill is opening his gift, and you're like, what'd you get? <laughs> Be just a surprise because your wife bought it and wrapped it, and, you know, it's a surprise for you and Uncle Bill both, and I see people nodding, and, you know... And most guys aren't like me when it comes to gift giving, but I like to, that's just how I am. I want to, uh, as a bestower or, or a donor or a presenter or whatever you want to call it, I want people to know I put some thought and effort into it. Now we're going to come to the story that, that Daryl writes about. He says, are you a cheerful giver? He says, I used to think I knew what that meant, but God recently gave me a new perspective on my old way of thinking. 
In the beginning, right off the bat, this is, this is a great story, um, and, and we'll actually get to it. Um, but but it's, it's, it was so amazing. Daryl says it brought tears to his eyes, and it affected everyone that saw it with, with, a, with an emotion that just couldn't be replicated later. Uh, he says, like many of you, I have sat in the pew for many years and watched the offering pass almost my whole life. His dad was a pastor. He has also been a pastor. And he says, I've been to church like a zillion times and given in the offering more times than I can remember. And it's, he says, it's almost become sometimes a ritual to us where you just kind of, you pay no more special attention to it than the announcements at the beginning or, or the closing prayer. It's just a segue to get out the door sometimes. He says that studies show roughly 75% of the offerings received by a church each year are given by 25% of their members or of the congregation. There's also a study that research has shown that Christians give just a little bit over 2% of their income to the church on an average year. Um, That was kind of shocking to me. That's not lavish. It's, It's not cheerful. It's sad. But in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 23 Excuse me, verse 32 through 37. This is what's written, and I love this because this is, this is a, a great example of lavish. This is cheerful. This is, this is what we, church, this is what we should be about. It says, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. I want to stop right there. My father-in-law, and, and he's an amazing man in my opinion, uh, I had just started dating Mitzi. And he bought a brand new 1999 Ford F-150 pickup truck. It was like his first new vehicle since they first had kids for like 20 years. Because, you know, the, the rotation. And those of you who have older kids know that, you know, the kids get the better car. And you're driving the beater, you know. And, and he had gone through all this. And, and they got to a place where all the kids are finally off to college. And he's like, that's it. I'm getting this truck. He didn't have the truck like a week. And I had an opportunity to go to Georgia and pick up a motorcycle that my dad was giving me. But I didn't have a truck. <laughs> That's why I was getting a motorcycle. I didn't have any car. And uh, Mitzi's dad, I just got this, but I've always said it's not mine, it's God's. And he throws me the keys. He didn't even think about it. This truck was a week old. I'm, I mean, he knew me maybe a month, you know. <laughs> Some of you know me for a few years. You still wouldn't give me your car. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I drive it to Georgia. It had the bed liner sprayed in it. We load up this motorcycle. <laughs> Wouldn't you know? Rhino liner. Pff, right. Rhino liars. That <laughs> peg on the motorcycle cut right through that stuff riding back from Georgia. <laughs> His brand new truck. I put the first scratch in the bed, but it was a rhino liner bed. So, you know, but the point is he right there. He, he didn't claim anything as his own, his house, his vehicle. He never has since I've known him, you know. And, and anybody that has called him and said, hey, can, can I use your truck? Or, hey, can I? And, yeah, it's yours. It's not mine. It, it, you know, God gave it to me to use for you. And, and that, that's lavish. I mean, it's just a truck. But, you know, Florida to Georgia, that's a couple hundred miles, you know. Anything could happen. And he didn't even consider it. It's yours. So it goes on to say, verse 33, after they they shared everything, that with great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from, from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. 
I love this last two verses. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, brought the money, and put it at the apostles' feet. He didn't bring the gift and say, and who knows how much a field cost back then. I don't. I wasn't there. I'm not a financier. But, but Barn- Joseph, who, who they called Barnabas, brings this money and just says to the apostles, the leaders of the church at that time, here it is. He didn't say this is for the children's ministry or this is only for VBS or this is only for, for homeless or this is only, you know. He didn't caveat it with anything except I sold this and here's the money. Do what needs to be done. That's lavish. That's, that's giving something up and not trying to claim ownership or direction of it. And, and a lot of times that's what we do. We'll give a gift, you know, loan a vehicle. Mitzi's dad could have easily said, here's the keys, not a scratch. <laughs> he didn't. There were, there were nothing, not at all. He's like, the tank is full, it's ready to go. And that was it. Um, no, no parameters, no strings attached. And, and that's how we need to give whether it's to a, to a friend that's in need. My stepfather used to say that the, the one thing I learned from him is don't lend money to a friend. If you have somebody that's a friend or not a friend and they have a need and you can fill it, give it to them. If it comes back to you, that's fine. If it doesn't, that's okay. He says, but don't loan money to people. If you've got it to give, bless them with it and go on. That's lavish. Those little things like that whether it's $5, whether it's a lunch, whatever it is, you, you give without expecting a return. And that's what Joseph did here. That's how I see the, the interpretation, how I, how I look at the, the, the new church and Acts, how they took care of one another, how they did things. It wasn't, hey, I'm going to pay your electric bill, and then next week you're going to buy all my groceries. They just knew that God was going to provide, and they lived it boldly. You know, we have a lot of people like that right here in our congregation. They, they hear of a need, and they make sure that it gets met. And, and I don't want to embarrass anyone, and I'm not going to call out names or, or anything like that. To, I don't want to embarrass anybody for giving or, or for meeting needs. But I do want to say thank you to those people, and you know who you are. Uh, there are a lot of behind-the-scenes things that some of you never see where needs are met because we have people who, who are opened up to where God leads them, okay? And, and I want you to know we have a church that, that is lavish in those respects. But I want to give you some examples today of what I call the butterfly effect of lavish giving. And, and, and so I've asked my friend Tanya Hayes from Way FM, come on down, Tanya, because she and I are going to share some examples of lavish living and giving that have happened in our community. Because I, I found a lot of great stories on the internet, but I was like, you know, there's got to be a way to bring this home so that you, we can really wrap our minds around it of, of what God has done just in our own community here in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, through Way FM and, and the way they do things. So Tanya Hayes, ladies and gentlemen, come on up. Give us a stand on this side. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thank you for coming to share with us. This one's yours. Is that on? I want one like his. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, you got to preach. I know. The... <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so I called Tanya earlier in the week and I said, hey, can you come and just share? Uh, she works with Way FM radio station, like I said, and they do a pledge drive every year. And random people, well, not random people, but different people will send in gifts. And a lot of times there's, there's an email or a story that's behind that. And so Tanya's got a couple things. 
couple of things. Couple of I things. have a couple of things. Um, this one just got our heart, and it just came this past week. We're in the race to 500, um, as, as you probably know if you, if you listen to our station. Um, we are asking 500 people to donate $100 one time. But we got a really cute letter um, that talks about it's, it's, it's what you can give. It's what your heart tells you to give. This came from um, Isabel and Michael. Um, a letter written on, and this is a copy, um, the, the real one is being framed in the office. It's on notebook paper, it's handwritten. <laughs> um, it says, Dear Way FM, my little brother and I love your station. So we've been, having a, we've been talking a lot about the race to 500 together. We can put in $5. It's not much, but it can help. We're not able to get on the music team 10, but hopefully you won't mind some more suggestions, some of our song suggestions. Our favorite bands are Toby Mac, Manifest, Hawk Nelson, and 10th Avenue North. We definitely love it when you play at their songs. There are, there are also a couple specific songs we'd like to hear more often. These would be Disciple, Dear X, You Don't Own Me, and Manifest Every Time You Run. That's, that one's a classic. P.S. Please, please, please reply to us. We've never gotten a letter from famous people. <laughs> um, uh, when's your next music with the mission? It was awesome. Your listeners, Isabella and Michael. This was lavishness that they could do, and that, that just got our heart. You know, it wasn't $100. It, it didn't matter. It was $5 that these little people could give us. So that, that's one that just that's got awesome. us. That's <laughs> awesome. I know, and from that, like I heard a commercial the other day that um, I don't know where they were at, but it was a someone from overseas that sent in an email that said, you know, because of what you do in Huntsville, I'm able to listen overseas in Afghanistan and in and, and these different countries, and they're able to still be encouraged where there's not a Christian radio, where there's not the Word of God coming through speakers, so to speak. And so right here, and, and it goes, thank you. Do you got more? Do you got anything else? Oh, she's got more. Awesome. I'll, I'll stop then. You go ahead. <laughs> Who can talk me? More fat rock. Um, <laughs> uh, we do have, I do have two, but they're not quite this long. Um, along that lines, we have uh, just hired a new operations director, which is very important to us. It's how you hear our music. Um, her parents are missionaries in the Philippines, and they, uh, you know, they have been there for several, several years, but they play our music, uh, Christian, contemporary Christian music, whether it's ours or somebody else's, they play it. Um, they get that word out there, and to those folks that go into their studio that say thank you, you know, they don't have to do that, but they do do that. So that, that's just one little, one little time that it reaches, it's far-reaching. Um, another would be, uh, you all, we thank you for those of you who are part of Christmas prayers with us. Um, a Christmas prayer that really struck us this year. Um, we had a, a fellow here in Huntsville. Um, he's from the Gadsden, Anniston, Oxford, Piedmont area. He always helps us just as you do with, with Christmas prayers. This year, we got, there are no accidents first off, um, it is on our website here in Huntsville. We're also down there with another full-blown um, website and, and organization for us down there. Um, someone from down there accidentally got on our Christmas prayers list up here, wrote in that she needed help with her children. Um, she has four children. They it, were not going to have a Christmas, and you know how these stories goes, goes for these of you that are um, 
do this with us. So this fellow here, we just felt like since he was from that area, perhaps he would want to be a part of that Christmas prayer because he and his family, like you guys do, take you know ownership of some of the Christmas prayers. So he did. He got to digging a little bit um, into that prayer. Um, the, this family, uh, the, the wife had had a job. The husband had just been laid off due to cutbacks. She had had a job. Their car broke down. So, um, no, their car did not break down. Their car was repossessed because they you know, couldn't make the payments. This fellow here decided, hey, wait, 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 wait. They don't have a job. They don't have a way to make an income because they can't get to a job. I'm going to buy them a car. So he and his family decided, okay, you know what? We don't need to do Disney World this year. We're going to buy a car. He bought the car, and it wasn't a great big, I mean, it was lavish for them. It was a minivan. They needed a minivan. They had four little people. Um, it, was, it was the car that he bought. Okay, well, as, I'm, as we're developing uh, Way FM down there, we get business impact partners just like here. One of those impact partners happens to be a personnel agency. This, um, the owner of the personnel agency, I sort of had told her some background. Um, she said, send them over to me. Send, send the mom over to me. Well, I sent the mom and the dad over there. So now, you know, through that lavishness of this one little guy here, one big guy here, um, that family is now both employed with two vehicles and poor, happy children. So it just was a trickle-down effect of, of a little bit of lavishness that nobody, nobody had to do, but this guy just felt it in his heart to do it. That's good stuff. That's, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for sharing those with us. You're awesome. Thank you. That's, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I, sometimes we never get to meet the people that we impact. And, and Tanya said last Sunday before they left on the trip for Ecuador, she said, you know, a lot of you have, have given prayers and, and money and, and materials for us to go to Ecuador. And, and we're never going to meet the people that are going to benefit from that. But that's lavishness. Um, I, I just want to go back to Daryl's blog for a second because he continues to create this visual for lavishness and what he saw, what happened at his church. And I'm going to set this up for you. Uh, this happened a couple years ago, and it was the Sunday after the earthquake in Haiti, okay? Their pastor directed and pleaded for the congregation to open their hearts and their pocketbooks to give to those in need, a special one-time offering for Haiti. He says that the music began to play, and, and the offering, they used buckets, and so the offering buckets, wouldn't that be great, using buckets, and they just, they just fill them up, and they were passing these buckets for this offering, and and he said, the music is playing and, and the buckets are making their rounds. And he said, I noticed the elderly woman who is sitting in front of me. I've sat by her before and at her age, she's usually very still and, and she stands only with the aid of her king. He said, I was surprised to see with all the commotion that she was making on this particular moment during, during service. She was desperately digging through every corner of her purse. Had her elbow, she was standing up with her elbow kind of propped on her cane and she was just looking for everything, every dollar, every nickel, every dime, every quarter, every penny that she had so she could put it in the offering. Just digging, trying to find all she had. And as the offering approached her, uh, the bucket comes to her, but she wasn't ready. Uh, so she's holding up, now she's holding up the offering. 
Okay? And, and let me just tell you, if at any point you want to hold up the offering while you're shaking down your wallet, no problem. But she's, she's holding up the offering, and she's taking a lot of time. And as he explains it, it's like, it's one of those where like time has just stood still, and everybody's just waiting for her to dig through her purse. He says, it, it, <laughs> she's digging and she's digging so that she can add to what they had. And, and he says, she was truly what the Lord meant by a cheerful giver. He said, I was so deeply moved because she was frantic to give all she had that day that she, she sat down with, with the bucket next to her and she takes her purse as the, they're waiting at the end to receive the bucket. And suddenly in a flash, she just dumps out her purse on the chair next to her. And it's, and it's emptying out. And he says, she's, she's sifting through all the items as, as, as you know, loose change and, and bills are coming out of, you know. And he says she was, you know, stuff was falling off onto the floor. And, but she was making sure that she had given all the money that she had in her possession at that time because she wanted to make a difference. He says, I've never witnessed anything so moving as I have witnessed this amazing effect and the effect that it had on those sitting around her, including myself. He said, I was so moved, tears immediately began falling from my eyes uh, from what he was seeing. And, 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 and he looked around, and it was, it was a lot of folks who, who were first amused and then moved. And as the Spirit of God moved on the people who witnessed her actions, he says, we all began to get back into our wallets and our, our purses and adding to what was already in hand. He says, it brought tears to my eyes. He said, the Lord taught me, really taught me with total understanding for the first time. And as I said earlier, this is a man who, who grew up in church, who was a pastor himself. And he said, this is the, I really got the true meaning of a cheerful giver. He says, I know now I've really seen one. He said, that's lavish living and giving for God. He says, now when I pray concerning how my wife and I are going to give, we pray that the Lord would give us her heart of giving and ask that, that that would be the same prayer for others so that God might be glorified in our lives. I'm thankful to the Lord, he says, that I was able to witness almost to the letter the same event that Jesus witnessed from Mark 12, verses 41 through 43. Now, this is from the message, but it, it reads like this. Sitting across from the offering box, he was observing how the crowd tossed money in for the collection. Many of the rich were making large contributions, and one poor widow came up and put two small coins, a measly two cents. Jesus called his disciples over, and he said, The truth is that this poor widow gave more to the collection than all the others put together. All the others gave what they will never miss. She gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all. See, we need, before Sunday, to make a lavish commitment to Christ. Because God wants more than just our words of praise. He, he wants more than, than our heart. He wants more than our feelings. He wants you to love Him with your gifts. He wants you to love Him with your abilities. He wants you to love Him in a way that can be demonstrated, that can be lived out at school, at work, in your community, in your neighborhood, in the grocery store. I want to ask you, do you have any reason to give a lavish expression of generosity and love to God? Has he done anything in your life? Anything at all? Has he forgiven your sins? <laughs> if that was it, 
If that was all he's done for us, is to forgive us from our sins and, and provide a way for us to, to live eternally with him in heaven, that would be enough. But, but I, I kind of made this list. Has he blessed you with a job? Has he healed your marriage? Has he redeemed your kids? Has he sustained you through hard times? If you're wondering how to answer that, especially the last one, if he sustained you through hard times, if you're here and you're, you have on clothes and you're breathing, he has sustained you. I just want to be really clear because sometimes we think our sustaining should be more than what it is because we think we deserve more sometimes. But, but when, I, when I break it down, has he reconciled a relationship for you that was maybe estranged? Of course he has. When, when we let him, he does all those things. The list is endless. But God asks us to be generous. And when we are obedient and, and we do things cheerfully, we learn that there's a great benefit to being generous and to giving and living lavishly for him. Jesus is quoted in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. He says, it is more blessed to give than receive. And today, as we prepare for our offering time, you have that opportunity to give back to God lavishly. But I want to do something different because our whole purpose of, of Family Sunday, for those of you who are visiting, every fourth Sunday is Family Sunday. We bring in all our kids and, and we worship together and we have communion together and they hear the Word of God. And sometimes it's a family sermon and I talk with potatoes that have googly eyes and sometimes it's just right here from the heart and from the Word. But it's because we want to raise up our kids to understand what God requires of us. And we want to, we want to worship with our families like that. And we want to be that example to our younger generation and so what I want you to do today, um, and this is going to make some of you uncomfortable, and I'm okay with that. It's a chance I was willing to take. As we get ready, before we give our offering, I want to encourage you to do this one thing. I want you to take a minute right now uh, with your family, with your kids, or maybe it's just you and your spouse, or if you're here by yourself with whoever is beside you. I want you to kind of join up, and I want you to pray with one another out loud. And, and it's real simple. Uh, this is not the time, I don't want you to pull out your check and be like, look at how much I'm giving. That's not what we're doing here, okay? What we're going to do, though, is we're just going to pray together that God will accept our offerings today as a gift from you to Him. I want you to pray with your spouse or your husband or, or with someone that's around you that, that, that your offering today will, will be multiplied into something that's, that's lavish. As it's, as it's multiplied with everyone else's offering, there would be a lavish amount. And not, listen, not because we're broke, okay, but because God has given the very best. And, and I want, I, I just firmly believe that when we, we're in raising up our kids as we share this opportunity, our offering check, Mitzi writes them out and puts them on the dresser. It's the first thing we do. Sometimes I forget to bring them, okay, but, but it's one of those things as a family that we talk about and that we do. I just want to take a minute, all of us, and, and together... Just pray that what is given today would, would just be multiplied, that it would be used well to change lives and to impact our community for God's kingdom. Okay, so just take a couple minutes and just do that. And I'm going to pray with some of these guys. And um, so just kind of scoot together um, and, and just say, hey, Lord, you know, bless this offering. And go ahead and do that out loud.
Thank you for doing that. Setting that example, letting our, our kids and our families know what's important. And today, right now, we have the chance to give a lavish gift. I don't want you to miss the opportunity. I want you to begin today and every Sunday put this teaching into practice. Because I believe, and this is not in the scriptures, this is from my, the mind of Fat Rock, I believe the level of our joy is in a direct proportion to how cheerfully we give. And, and Warren Wearsby said it best, an open heart cannot maintain a closed hand. And it's so true. God cares about our attitude towards money. It's one of the, the things that Jesus talks about most. We give with a willing heart and a happy heart because God loves a cheerful giver. Now, you may be thinking, hey, Fat Rock, I don't, I don't have much money. I'm on a limited income. I'm on a budget. Or we're going to have a baby. Or we spent a whole lot of money on our family vacation this summer. Or my, my kids are getting married. I understand all those things. I really do. But you've got to understand this. How much you have... Your physical possessions are irrelevant to what lavishness is in God's eyes. And in Acts, where I read earlier, it doesn't talk about how much the early church had or how much was given. It just says they gave lavishly. Because when you've experienced God's grace firsthand, up close and personal, it will revolutionize the way you give. Not just your money, but your time and your talents and your gifts and your lifestyle. Because lavishness becomes a natural expression. Kind of like Mary when she came in and poured, a pure, poured out pure nard onto Jesus' feet. With, it was worth a year's salary. She poured it out on his feet. And she anointed him with it. And what is it that would cause Mary to waste such an expensive perfume? What was that earlier Christ raised her brother from the dead? She caught that grace. She caught that love. She got it. She, she did something lavish. As we prepare to collect our offering today, my prayer is that we will give lavishly. We'll give with a heart that is bursting with joy. Our offering time should be a celebration. I was so excited last week. Somebody was like, woohoo! I was like, yeah! That's how we should be giving. Not, not just to call attention to ourselves, we shouldn't feel like we're peasants being taxed by some mongrel of a king. We should celebrate and be joyful because we are free to give. And we can't outgive God because he's done the most for us already. Joyfully, we should give. And with celebration, it should be exciting. All those words I read earlier about what, what cheerful is, I wanna, that's what I want to see as we give. We'll, we'll be celebrating as we give our offerings and our tithes, I want to pray. We're going to take up that, that opportunity now. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you've given the absolute very best to us uh, to set the example. And Lord, I do pray that, that as we give today, uh, from, from my check to everyone else's, uh, whatever is given, that it will be given cheerfully and joyfully and, and they'll be given lavishly. That, that we won't be scared to honor you with every aspect of our lives, our money, our words, our deeds, our thoughts, our actions. I pray, Lord, that as we give back to you lavishly, that, that you will continue to provide and sustain us no matter where we are in life. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.